0: Hey, back here on the Ohioan and etc. show, um, "Bones Heart." Uh, it was a movie uh, or a documentary about a family going through um, just a, the trials of having a son that was born with half a heart. Um, you know, we followed Matt Hammett, uh, his story about his son, through social media. But I think it was last week it came out as a documentary. It's available for free on Tubi, and um, we're glad to have Matt here. So, first of all, Matt, thanks for coming on. How are you tonight?
1: yeah good man doing great thanks for having me appreciate it
0: i i was excited to see it i shared a tweet i think yesterday about it and i'm like man i gotta check out this documentary and I, from following your story i know it's a tough time for your family but it's definitely get a big box of tissues before you watch that movie because i <laughs> my goodness at the end i was a uh, ball of tears my wife came in what's wrong what's wrong i'm like you gotta see the end of this and uh, i was, it was watching good. a movie Yes, yes. It, it was very very moving, but but very good, insightful. I, I was going to ask you about that. I'm, you know, it's moving for me, and I've just followed your music over the years. Being the family it has been through that, what was that documentary process like? I saw on Twitter why you did this, but how different was it for your family? Because you're telling that story, but you got cameras in your house and everything else. What was that whole process like for you guys?
1: yeah it was very interesting you know as you know i'm pretty used to having uh you know some of my life in the public mm. through music but this was a whole nother, nother level you know to have our family kind of open our home through such a vulnerable period of time mm. um, what made it a lot easier for us was the fact that the filmmakers were a husband and wife team who actually worked for NBC doing short documentary for Today show and, um, and NBC online and they had lost a child to heart disease. And so when we, you know, just really felt like we were meant to do a project like this, Sarah reached out to Lexi and said, Hey, what would you think about, you know, making this film that could show other families are not alone. And she, they, Crazy enough, we're looking for a way to leave the network at the time to do feature documentary. And so it really worked out perfectly. And having oh. them in our house, it was just the two of them. He's the director of photography. She's kind of the, the producer. Um, and we all work together, of course, but you know, just having their talents and not only that, but also having them understand and yeah. have lived the same kind of story, I think is what made it so much easier for us to have a team of people around through that.
0: Well I'm sure you have the discretion where yeah you need to tell the story. I know there's a lot of emotional moments, but yeah. probably some moments where they probably had to step away and let you guys be a family I would imagine.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, okay. and they were really sensitive about that. And there were times too when the kids would say, Hey I don't want I don't want a camera around, and we would always respect that. Go you ahead. know, Go when ahead. that time came.
2: That would be that would be tough in the process of trying to tell the whole story. Sometimes the uh the, the most intimate moments, the most vulnerable moments, are the ones that really make the compelling film. Uh, so they were really sensitive to that and, and, and listening to your family and, and and able to respond and find other ways of p- putting that information in the story.
1: Yeah, definitely. And there were a few things that they had captured where the kids were like, or Bone especially was like, oh, I'm not sure if I want that to be in there. And so we told them like, hey, nothing that you don't want to be in this will be in this. But then later he'd always come around because he understood why we were doing it too. Yeah. It was actually really cool, you know, because he meets all these other kids who go through the same thing. Um, and so when we, we would play it back for him and he'd be like, eh, I guess it's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. well, well I got to ask, first of all, how, how's he doing right now?
1: Yeah, he's doing fairly well. Um okay. You know, he's, he's in a stable place with his heart. He's mm-hmm. had the, the three surgeries now. Yeah. And it's technically the main three surgeries. Oh, those are the, uh, technically the main three surgeries that he's supposed to have in general okay. um, for the full repair of his heart. And so he is living in a technically repaired state, but we still see, you know, his oxygen drop a little bit here and there. Like today, we were actually at the water park here in Nashville and um, his oxygen would get a little lower and you get a little, uh more sick with the heat. So we do have to keep an eye on him still. Yeah.
0: Okay. And how old is he now? Because I was a little bit confused about when the surgery (laughs) happening compared to like the movie released. Yeah.
1: So at the time the movie was made he was eight years old. He was about to turn nine. Okay. And now he's eleven. So you know, it I think that was the the thing that was most interesting to us with understanding the process of how long it can take for a movie to make it to market, you know? Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have a a grasp on that. Um, my buddy Andy, who makes films for a living was like, man, he was like, the fact that you guys are releasing your first film,
2: (laughs) right? Right. It's pretty good. You (laughs) You actually made it to the finish line here. And it didn't make uh... (laughs) me
1: feel that much better, but (laughs) I took the wisdom.
0: Well, well, two questions. Let's think about coat about with COVID. Um, what was it like with Bowen with COVID? I mean, I know we're still kind of in a COVID phase. Thankfully, it's not as super serious as it was maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. How was life with him? And did that affect probably the timing of the movie? But it just seems like, you know, COVID's kind of put everything on hold from time to time.
1: Yeah. Well, thank God we actually shot it right before COVID hit.
0: Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. Which
1: was perfect timing because we probably never would have been able to bring Zach and Luxie and cameras and stuff into the hospital after COVID so that time it was difficult perfect. to
2: get difficult to get your family all in there yes uh, during all that time when they would only have one visitor allowed in yeah uh camera crew would not be on um, make the list yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we couldn't couldn't really couldn't have made the film the way it
1: was and and so we we felt really really grateful and co- for COVID in general you know with bowen with his heart we we really weren't too worried about it because a you know we were watching the stats on kids and b our um our heart doctor told us that it really wasn't affecting heart kids in general they weren't really seeing many cases and the ones that they did see weren't really very serious so i mean you know you got your couple here and there but overall they weren't concerned
0: Okay, and for anybody who's checking in later, uh, Matt Hammett is here with us, uh, formerly of Sanctus Real, uh, telling the story about Bowen, uh, how he's fighting, uh, having a hole in his heart, and thankfully it's a, a good, successful story, and we're continuing to pray for you guys. Hopefully uh, things keep in a good path forward. Um, wanted to ask, and i got to admit, um, I liked your music. Uh, I actually got introduced to it. Somebody sent me the CD from one of your media people, and I shared it with some friends, and I was... Not trouble, but I was like, oh, man, Matt's leaving Sanctus Real. What's going on here? And yeah. the more I got to read about it, you know, I read the story about your family. Um, Believe me, you know, a song that's really stood the test of time. And when you really listen to that, you know, it's a challenge to us as dads to say, you know, yeah, you can work. You can be out in the world. But you got to really focus on that fam, on your family. And yeah. the song's spoken to me for the years. And I got to admit, I still don't get it right all the time. But what have you learned from that song? I mean, I could sit here for two hours and tell you why I learned from it. But being the one that wrote it and sings it yeah. and have it in your family, what have you learned and what are you still trying to learn through the decision you made to leave Sanctuary for Real, but also just the ongoing thing that you have going with your family as well as Bowen?
1: Yeah, it was, it was really a hard decision. Probably the hardest decision I ever made was leaving the band after 20 years. It was really the only thing I'd ever known. And so, you know, I mean the reason that song has impacted so many people in such a deep way really is because it came from a real place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, that song was written on the day that Sarah and I had some really hard conversations about how she felt that I wasn't really present as a husband Mm -hmm. and a father emotionally and spiritually. I wasn't leading the way that I was meant to. And so it really was a true cry from my heart. And I think that people can feel that in the song. I think that's why it's so powerful. you know it it is amazing that um I, well one thing people are always like you know it's just so funny sometimes women will pull their husbands up to me and like be like elbowing them in the ribs and be like so this oh, guy? you're <laughs> amazing he is. you need to be that right. kind of guy you know it's like oh I, that's so hard and then i'm always like hey did you listen to this song the song is saying that i'm not the perfect husband right right, right. <laughs> and um and i would like to say it changed overnight you know but it took a lot of years and it's still a process and i call it really my lead me journey and that that journey for me is the journey of moving from being a man of good intentions to a man of action as the leader of my home taking Mm -hmm. those steps to be present to do the things that i want to do but may find myself too busy to do and actually carving out the time in my life to be there and be present for those things and not just imagine that i'm going to do them and be a a good father or a good leader, but really walk it out. And so, um, you know, those are the lessons that I'm still learning. And if people want to read more about it, you know, and your listeners, um, I really really unpacked that message in the book, Lead Me, Mm -hmm. Finding Courage to Fight for Your Marriage, Children and Faith that came out in 2020 uh, with Waterbrook Multnomah Um, and really unpack a lot of the lessons that I've learned, the practical things I learned along the way um, in that journey and just love the fact that after all these years, um, that song came out 12 years ago now, and it's amazing the stories I still get about how it's impacting people's lives, and I'm grateful for every one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I'm in that process where I'm in the process, I'm not as far along as I want to be, but something I, you know, you, you keep fighting. It, it, it's hard, yeah. uh, you know, the world puts live stress on you and you know it's good you know, sometimes you have to work in everything but it, yeah. it's trying to find that right balance and it's tough and it encourages me at least you're saying hey i'm still fighting for this it's not like you're like hey I, i've oh, yeah. conquered everything i'm good so no that, that's good to hear um you had some really honest moments um i remember uh in the documentary you talked about you were seeing sitting there with your band and you were talking about how you had some tough Times mentally. I'm not sure the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, we've all fought stuff over the years. You know, Paul yeah. shared some of the story. Joe shared uh, things that have happened with him. Talk to me about what happened during that time and how you found peace and through God and just uh, for your family as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, trying to just lead through all, you know, well, not just through Bowen and his sickness, but also just trying to. Well, coming out of a time where I had written the song Leave Me," um, probably about 2007, 2008, two years before it actually came out, and we, Sarah and I, were really fighting real battles when it came to just, you know, this desire in her for me to be more present, and then I'm still on the road, yeah. and then the song comes out, and it's like, actually makes me even more busy, which is crazy. For the success of that song pulled me it was a very, that, that was a big irony of that song was pulling mm. me away from home even more even though it was about being more present yeah yeah so um you know but then when bowen came along right after leave me came out it really? was just a whole another series of stress and strain on our marriage and man i did i struggled just with like so much heaviness and grief um not just grief about what bone was going through and how I couldn't really fix it as a dad, but grief about how it was affecting my marriage and affecting my other kids. And yeah, like I just had some serious moments of depression through that, um, a a really difficult season for me was, um, getting involved with, well, I, I started taking, you know, some anti anti anti-anxiety medication. And they kind of like slowly got me up to a a dose that like kind of I could tell like I just couldn't feel anymore. And that's a real problem as an artist that you can't feel. But for anyone out there who's actually been through trying to like scale back on that medication, it's like hell on earth going through the emotions of trying to like get yourself off of it, you know? And, and that was when it got really hard and I was like, hey, I don't feel, I have to feel to write and to be creative. Yeah. And so we started scaling back and it was just, those were the hardest times. And thank God, and by the grace of God, um, you know, he just got me through those, those moments. And honestly, music was a big part of my therapy during that. Um, my album, Treetop, yeah. um, actually chronicles a lot of that. There's actually a song called Shell on my last album treetop that that is pretty raw song that i wrote during that time um and and it's actually the background music in the documentary when i'm talking about um those those dark times so but we've all you know we've all been there to various degrees and uh so if anybody's out there that's listening man i just want to say you know just you're not alone and and there there is hope and god is with you he was with me and um Man, you just got to take it one day at a time by his grace.
0: Yeah, I I like for the music industry, too, that there's more honesty that's been allowed. Like, I would bet 15, 20 years ago, maybe if you wrote a song like that, or if you shared that in a podcast interview with Dr. Mary, people like, whoa, what's he doing? I (laughs) I love the fact now there's honesty where you might say, wow, this is hard for me to talk about, but you could tell it's... it's impacted other people's life from what you, you've been through with Bowen. Um, I have dear friends that are going through a similar situation that you do, and they've enjoyed reading your books and following on social media just for another shared person going through that. So yeah, I, I'm thankful for, that there's more of a vulnerability and transparency there where people can say, hey, he's going through some stuff, but I can learn and, you know, serve God, you know, through tough times. So that's great.
1: Yeah, it's important to – develop a lifestyle of community through vulnerability with people and care more about, you know, helping others know they're not alone than what people will think about you. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Mental health is an important issue for me. And I was talking to a friend earlier who was a big fan of yours. And he mentioned how fight the tide was a song that was really used to get him through one of his first bouts of depression and to think about writing music as a way to minister to people and help them through some of those struggles and even everything that going with through as a family to be open and vulnerable. So, I, I mean, not really a question, but just a, uh, a heartfelt thank you for allowing your pain to be visible in a way that helps bring healing to others who are going through that same pain. Uh, I know that takes a lot of courage and I really appreciate you doing oh, that. Oh
1: man, thanks Paul, I appreciate that man. I- I means a lot. That's why we do it. So that's always, that's always really meaningful to hear that.
0: On this show, we don't really take any political stances. I mean, sometimes we talk about goofy stuff and laugh and joke around. But yeah. when we talk about what's happening in the world today. I, I think as Christians, we get sad, not because we support one side or the other, but it's like Christianity has become this political thing where yep. whoever the leader is, you can mold Christianity, what you like it, and I you know I keep talking on here about Jesus would not be a Republican or a Democrat. why can't we look at some of this stuff for jesus' eyes yeah what what are you seeing in the world and I mean you're speaking now, you're still singing what what would you like to, to pass along about that it's such a tough issue, but like I, I keep saying let's stop talking about trump and biden let's talk about how Jesus would handle things let us yeah, totally. talk about how we would handle you know, abortion and, you know, people who are in need and and ever stuff like that.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, there's so much that can feel disheartening about the discourse right now in our nation, and our world. You know, it's it's really sad for me to realize and to have to realize that there's a lot of people who don't want to have the conversation. Mm. They don't want to talk. They don't want to hear and learn. And listen, you know, and on both sides. Um, and then the other thing that's hard for me, I think, you know, the media only represents the far left and the far yeah. right because those are the two um, hot buttons that keep people clicking, right? Yeah. And, and so we created this image. Um, if someone's sitting in their house watching CNN all day, uh, they have the image that everybody, who is a Republican, uh, is this horrible person. And you know, they like yeah. have this wild view about what uh, a conservative thinks. And if someone's sitting in their house watching Fox all day, they'll have this wild view about what everybody who is not a conservative might think. Right. And so, or a liberal might think. And, and so it's really been hard for me to see that divide. I think there's a lot of people on both sides who are kind of a little more on on the center, right? And they're kind of going like, okay, I I feel like I might, well, I lean this way, but like I also really don't see all the craziness with my neighbors. Like, I feel like I'm kind of a normal guy, you know? It's like, where do I fit in, you know, and all this? And I think what you said is so true, where it's like, you know, Jesus would not identify himself with one nation or one party you know he came for all and his heart is for all people the people that we agree with the people we don't or the people that we disagree with his heart and his compassion is there for for all of them and for every nation um i do think too we can we can kind of get and and believe me man i'm patriotic like i love this nation and i'm so grateful to have a nation that still fights for freedom that stands for freedom um, and, and all the wonderful things that come with you know our, our founders and how they, how they you know built this country. Um, but you know at the same time I'm also very much try to stay remember like that you know we're all one apart from our nation in god 's kingdom, right And so it can be hard to fight those tribal national um, left and right ideas about our identity. Yeah. Um, even if we lean into being patriotic, or we may be conservative, or you know we may have leanings yeah. based on our faith, partly right, and our values. hmm But remembering to have compassion on those who don't think like us, I think that just yeah. that's so important. Not that we even have to agree with them. But to know that we can still have love and compassion. And I, I I wish there was more of that. And I just don't see a lot of that
0: right now. Well, you know, I think the one thing I've learned, and I'm a journalist, so sometimes a journalist to me is like, all right, what do you think about abortion? Or you know, We always want this right or wrong answer. We always want to say, state, state your view. And even on this podcast we do, I mean, half of me is tempted to say, all right, I'm going to tell you what Chris thinks about abortion. No, <laughs> we need to showcase what Jesus wants to do to help other people i mean we all have our opinions and we can have our opinions that's fine yeah but let's stop talking about hey i'm pro this anti that whatever and yep. i'm gonna say okay something happened so let's respond to how Jesus would respond and i think we yep. miss that in faith and we miss that probably in the secular world too where yeah we more or less just want to hear what you know, people think about stuff rather right? than what we can actually do to help stuff. You know?
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's about real action, right? So yeah. one of the organizations I do a lot of work with is Save the Storks. It's kind of a funny name. you know. It's, it's a play on the storks that deliver babies, you know, <laughs> save the storks. And um, and, you know, their thing is that they want to be on the side of empowering women who want to choose life. Yeah. And they walk with those women. You know, and I absolutely love that because they do it with compassion and they support these pregnancy resource centers by helping them with the marketing and the branding and getting them ultrasound machines and helping them raise money and elevating the experience so that it is a wonderful experience when a woman walks through that door, you know, and she can understand all of her choices. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's if she wa- I mean, it's true that if she walks in Planned Parenthood, she's going to be encouraged in one direction. Right. And right. so, you know, it's it's uh, so important for, I think, us to be able to just be active on the ground and provide the opportunity, you know, for for women to choose life and for fathers to step up and become part of their children's lives. And um, that's really, I mean, that's a huge, whole nother thing. And Fa- fatherhood crisis in America. Yes. Huge. Oh, huge. my goodness, man. Um, but yeah, just just that action. You're right. And, and here's the thing about Bowen's heart. Mm-hmm. that has been really neat is it's it's not a christian film right. it's a mainstream release but in this film you see a christian family who chose life yeah and you see the beauty of choosing life oh, and what yeah. that's meant for our family mm-hmm. and 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 that's the power of our story and our testimony we don't, you know, it's it's so beautiful when, like you were saying, you don't point at somebody and say, well, you this and you that, and yeah. you don't think, but it's like, hey, here's my story. Yeah. And here's what choosing life has meant to us. That's far more powerful than getting
0: into it with people, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we've adopted two special needs kids, and, you know, it's a different special needs than what you're going through, wow. but it's a similar type of story to say, look, you know, they're here they're here for a reason it could have easily gone the other way with some of their challenges as a child but they're here and you know they have a story to tell so it's very good yeah. well matt thank thanks so much for your time it was really fun to talk to you oh i, I almost forgot to ask i you still stay in touch with the sanctus real guys I, I thought i saw a youtube video of you playing a song with them once
1: yeah we did a 10-year okay. reunion um cool. for the pieces of a real heart record cool then we also um I mean, we we they just actually help me promote bones heart on their socials and other fans know so we talk you know probably once every couple months we try to stay in touch but we're also busy it's kind of kind of gets hard so we have to try to remember to keep reaching out but they're they're great man i'm so happy for the success that they're having they've had a few songs that have really worked recently and so i'm i'm super happy to see that for them
0: i i was blown away i and again I'm ashamed to say this, but after you left, I kind of fell away from the music a little bit. haven't listened to it. I was shocked. I took my 9-year-old. She has autism. She wanted to go see a band. Oh, so wow. So I'm like, Sanctus Reels in Columbus, this was a few months ago. And I was telling her, I don't know if I know their new music. They played three songs from the old days, which I was, yeah. just, like, surprised by. So it was really neat to have that kind of flashback, too. It was really fun. Yeah. So right now, we can see the movie for free in Tubi is that going to be on tubi forever or is it going to go to another place where can yep. people see bone
1: yep so it's uh so it is free with ads on tubi mm-hmm. then we have it on um microsoft movies youtube movies google play apple tv as well and then um it's supposed to be on amazon we don't know what's going on there there's yeah. some there's some sort of delay i guess on the movies um that that some of the distributors have been experiencing um but but it's on all those other platforms pretty much wherever you watch or rent films and then also um it's coming pretty soon i think by september like roku tv in demand and direct oh, tv cool. as well
0: okay so, great very cool so lots of places to check it out yeah
1: and, and we'll keep there'll be more platforms too coming as well so <laughs>
0: And you still do some solo sets and you're speaking. What's the best place? Like, maybe what's your next date you have? And what's the best place to check out to see when you're coming to Ohio next or things like that?
1: Yeah. So people can just go to, well, there's a couple of ways. I mean, probably following me on um, Instagram at Matt Hammett or mm-hmm. matt i'm also on facebook too just as matt it's matt hammett everywhere you go so okay yeah they'll they'll find it really easy no problem at all and so i'm I'm actually going to be i actually have quite a few events this fall that i'm doing um and i'm about to update them i'm um, here in the next week or so on my site a lot of them are, are like private fundraising events that people have mm-hmm. me come to so i don't post all of them but there will be several um actually i'll be in uh Wisconsin at the end of the month at one fast, which is a big music festival oh. performing and speaking. So
0: very cool. That's looking very forward cool. to that. All Paul, right. are
1: you I got to ask you said you're a Pittsburgh guy. Are you uh, are you a Steelers fan?
2: Yeah, you know, I was born oh, raised Steelers in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, <laughs> always. Despite that, I uh, grew up a Pittsburgh sports fan. So,
1: yeah, Nice, awesome. I was with uh, we're actually so when we were in the hospital, um, we were with another family who was also going to some treatments. And then me and his dad did a bunch of um, different like fundraising things together. And it's funny, like I didn't really realize for like several months till after we were friends that he's like one of the owners of the Steelers because he didn't talk about it. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So his grandfather started the Steelers. The Rooney family. Yeah, he's a Rooney, yeah. 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 We were actually (laughs) just with them the past three days on vacation. That's Um, awesome. But but great family, but they've been through the same thing. Um, Brian and Tiffany Rooney have been through the same stuff um, with their son, Blaze, with the heart stuff. And then Blaze also has some other challenges as well. So it's really connected us to uh, the heart world. It's connected us to a lot of neat people.
0: Yeah. Well, we got to ask you, we don't take too much of your time, but we got to ask you, where does your NFL allegiance lie? like?
1: Well, crazy crazy enough, I didn't grow up in a football family at oh. all. Wow. And so um, my parents, my dad was a baseball guy, so we would go to Detroit Tigers games. That was our mm-hmm. team. And so I didn't really have a football team. So once Brian started having me come to the Steelers games, I, I – I became a Steelers fan.
0: <laughs> well, Matt, we got to invite you because, I mean, we're more Christians and sports fans or anything. But um, Behind the Steel Curtain, we actually do one of the podcasts on there. They're a fan site. so Oh, that's awesome. I'll, I'll have to send you a link. Maybe you can listen to it not just as yeah. Christians, but we always talk about the Steelers. Uh, we need a new stick, Matt. You got to help us out with this. Um, there's like 15 <laughs> weekly shows on this network so I mean it's all the sewage you ever need so we're at the end of the week so we're like what new thing can we do so we make fun of other teams in the town so we poke like <laughs> when they play Seattle we make fun of the Seattle and the Space Needle and stuff like that so right. yeah. there's a lot
2: of guys who crunch numbers and look at tape and have a lot of opinions about all of the players and our <laughs> our goal is to have a half hour goofy shit show where we can just you
0: know, kick around and have fun. Yeah, and it's created a awkward position because I remember we talked to some Christian music guys over the years. We talked to John Schlitt once, and John isn't wow. into football as much. Like I think he hit some issues recently with the NFL or whatever. Yeah, but he says, "Well, when I liked football, like the Titans," and he starts ripping on Big Ben. I'm like, John, dude, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I liked whoa, your whoa, music whoa. growing up. Yeah, calm down a little this bit, This is yeah. over. Sir. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, so I burned I all my Petra had CDs. Had a...
1: Big Ben had a bad rap for a while. I know he had some bad behavior, you know, in the early days. Mm-hmm. But I got to, uh, as many other Christian artists have, I've got to spend some time with him Yeah. Um, at his house in Pittsburgh. And, man, I'll tell you, dude, his, like, he's like, he's the real deal. Good. Like, so I'm glad you're here. And, him. I mean, he's, I don't know, like, I was shocked, not only at how down to earth he and his wife were, um, but he had, like, a group of guys who are his best friends that were there that are like his accountability group the christian guys that he hangs with and his heart was like purely at this point in his life to just make a difference for the kingdom man i mean i was like i was shocked uh just at at how focused he was on that so pretty awesome what god's done in his life i'm sure you guys know that but it, it was the real deal well he was the real deal
0: you hear all the great things and everything he says is good. It just what happened about 20 years ago still kind of sticks with me a little bit. And yep. I'm grateful for the grace of God. And no guy can change hearts and minds. And but you always think in the back of your head, you're like, oh, is he just saying that or not? So yeah. It's yeah. great to hear from you saying, look, this yeah. is legit. This isn't just him it's being nice Matt. on TV yeah. or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. He's. I think he's a changed man. All right, we're very good. Well. Matt, you gotta listen to one show. I I, I know you can't communicate all, right. all of our shows. We gotta check out one. Well all Matt, right. it was a thrill to talk to you. Hang out just for a second afterwards. Sure. Um, but for everybody else, thanks for checking out our show. Um, Cash App. You know what to do with Cash App. I'm not gonna give you a long drawn out ad for that. Um <laughs> but share us with your friends, we appreciate it. Uh thanks again, Matt. Everyone have a great day.
2: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney.